Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, January 22nd, 2021, episode number 169. Can you believe January's almost over? No. You know what we need to do? What do we need to do? We need, we need to get your countdown going. What today, countdown? To the first race. Oh, yeah, we do that every year, don't we? You used to have that behind your head, and um, we need to get that countdown out. Now that we know when the first race is in Volusia, we got to get that going. You're absolutely right. We do know because guess what came out? The AFT 2021 schedule is out. It the schedule's out! Yeah! It dropped just a few moments. Oh, my goodness. Yeah! Put your earphone back on. I can hear myself. Keep it going. Keep it going. You, somebody's got to hold this together. So right after the right after the podcast came out last week, mm-hmm. which was a good one, mm-hmm. it was a good the one. FT sched, the AFT schedule came out. It did. What did you think of it? What did you think about it, dude? I honestly haven't even digested it all. Like looked at it, compared it to other schedules. I've I've done a little bit of it. I've glanced here and there. Okay. Few new places. I always love going to a new place and watching a flat track race. So that'll be cool. Some old places that we didn't get to go to last year. So I love seeing that. Or we haven't been for in a while. Correct. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, the ones that you're ahead. used to. So I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked. And anything over to me, anything over 15 races is a is a huge win, right? Like there's we're, still we're, a lot of question marks even heading into this season. We're, we're kind of used to 18. It's been 18 for probably the last four or five years, so we're kind of spoiled with 18. Last year, we got 15 out of the 16 uh, due to COVID. So, uh, you know, 17 right now on the schedule. There are two to be announced or to be determined in California in September. Uh, Sacramento. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that Sacramento, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the app, if, on the AFT app, it says a mile. Yeah. Uh, the only other mile I can think of in California that could be possible is maybe Del Mar. Sacramento. We haven't been to Del Mar in a long time. They're going to go well, race I'm, Lodi. Not on my, not, not as a national. <laughs> There's not enough seats. I'm just kidding, the that, dude. The one that's really exciting for me is the Atlanta Super TT. It's yeah. at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah. Uh, I've not been there, so that one's kind of cool. Chicago's on there, which is Joliet. I used, I've raced there before. Uh, Oklahoma City's a doubleheader, the Oklahoma City Mile. DuCoin, Illinois on 717. Uh, it's been a couple years since we've been at DuCoin. Uh, and then Port Royal is the weekend after, which is up in Pennsylvania. It's about an hour away from uh, where we've been going to Mechanicsburg there. Uh, so I, I, I don't know why they're making the change there. Uh, the rest of them are, are pretty much places we've been to before. So uh, it looks like a pretty good schedule. Right now there's five miles, seven half miles, two TTs, and one short track. Good to see some TTs back on the schedule. I know there's going to be some riders that are excited about that. Some riders that probably might not be too excited about that. Um, right. Not as many short tracks this year. Just one. Just one. I don't know. I I do like kicking things off in Volusia. The racing on the singles class last year there was unreal. And uh, I think there's some more good racing to be had there in Barberville. Yeah, and they, they've learned. They've been there now a few times. They went there for the tire test. They've learned how much water to put on the track, and, and the, the amenities there keep getting better and better every time I've been there. So it's exciting. Uh, hopefully the Steve Nace schedule will come out real soon. I, I, I believe he's going to start off the weekend before Volusia up in Savannah, Georgia, just like normal. Uh, so hopefully his schedule will drop real soon. Maybe we'll get a hold of him and have him or Kelly Bell come on the podcast and talk about what they got going on because I know they were waiting they don't like stepping on each other's toes and having an event the same weekend if either one of them can help it. So, yeah. uh, you know, now the schedule's out, we're going to see some interesting and some new stuff from uh, Steve Steve Nace Racing. Uh, so I'm excited for that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's kind of always hustle mode, you know, the first three months of the year, getting ready for whenever the season does kick off, you know, a little delay in the schedule this year, which, uh, you know, it doesn't really change anything. Uh, just, uh, you know, you know, you're going to be racing in March, hopefully if everything goes as everybody expects. Um, and you know, you're going to have anywhere from 15 to 18 races. So, um, but it is good to get those locked in or at least as locked in as we can with everything in the world going on. So, uh, something to look forward to, um, something to get started getting excited about. And yeah, I'll get that countdown going for next week. So um, aside from that, what else? There was something else big that dropped last week. What was that? Oh, Come Mission on, son. That's right. Yeah, that's huge. is the title sponsor for the Super Twins class. I, yeah, did, man. I did notice that too. And that was the same. It came out Friday after we dropped a podcast. Too, yeah, so that's a big that's deal. Big. Yeah, title sponsors are good. Hopefully it brings some money. Yeah. Uh, into the sport out uh, it's new eyes it's a new sponsor it's outside of the industry you know yeah. it's not a motorcycle related product so that's good and uh you know the big thing is hopefully put some money in the rider's pocket did you read the, the press year. release or no did you hear about what the deal is they're gonna have bring back a dash for cash at every round good with this title sponsor good wait I so you didn't know about that till i just said that no, i could see I, it in I your face i did not i, I so I, this i love i, I love it when it. this happens because i get to get your like unfiltered Dude. i saw you like tell me talk to me what you think i, I love the dash for cash you know yeah. I, I hated that it went away uh honestly i like the old format heat race last chance qualifier dash for cash main event i like the old format i don't know that we have enough bikes right now to fulfill that format maybe in the singles class it would work out but dude i love a dash for cash and if you make it where it's important like Whoever's in the dash for cash, whoever wins the dash for cash should get first pick in the main. That's what. So that's the way it there, there is. Let me read it because uh, and I just brought it up so I can read it and be clear. It's a four lab dash for cash right. style event will feature riders who qualify for the front row of the Mission Super Twins main event in an all out brawl for five thousand dollars cash. It's good, and if you think back in twenty twenty only four riders are on the on the rows now yeah. so it'd be four rider four lap dash yeah so five grand however it's split up amongst those four riders that that get to me carter that makes the semifinal more significant yet right well and there's some there's some questions here and i think they, they're saying because it could impact how they start in the main event too that's cool. Right. Yes. That's what I was trying to get yeah. at too. If you if yep. you win the dash, you should get first pick in the main. That's yep. the way it should be. Yep. Um, I'm excited. I this is the first I heard of it. I, Dude, I didn't it, read the press release. I saw I saw bits of it. I was already at the arena cross when that uh, came out. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, and you know, even if it doesn't, um, it's still kind of cool just to get you know extra money in in riders' pockets. But I think it does, and I think it does uh, have a potential to impact the you know how they line up for the main event and in that case you know it's another way to get a storyline in for for these events so what it's going to do it'll actually push back everything and make everything more important like you will the better you qualify get you a better starting spot in the semifinal the better you finish in the semifinal will put you in a better spot in into that dash you yep. know it's just it's going to be interesting and it'll it'll change it up for a little bit and uh you know i, I remember back in the day too the dash for cash actually paid some points too yeah. so also, Carter, we got some new patrons. Like to give a shout out to Stu and Jim on board. Yes, we definitely appreciate their support. Absolutely, thank you for all you do. Thank you, all the patrons. Want to thank you all for coming on, helping us do what we love to do. 
Um, we got some cool content coming here in the in March, and we got to get all of our swag out there. So if you if you signed up for a tier and you haven't gotten what you get what you uh, signed up for, it will be coming here in the next month. We're gonna get that out in the mail. Um, we'll get you guys tracking numbers and all that here for the next. Uh, in the next week or so, Scotty, we we got a few things to do oh, here. I, I need some addresses. You're gonna, you're we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna Carter. coordinate. My we're secretary gonna, Carter. Oh, oh, oh I'm your secretary. You're my secretary, <laughs> and I'm your secretary. So we okay, gotta good. we so, gotta get on it. So we'll have to work together, get um, some addresses, and I'll get some stuff mailed out. Absolutely, soon. absolutely. Or if anybody's what if anybody's looking to like intern, <laughs> we can't pay you. It's not a paid internship, but if you want to intern, uh, just reach out to Scotty or me, and uh, we'll we'll get that dialed in. Uh, what else would, Speak, would you have? What? Speaking of swag, I got a package from Fast and Left. What? So Evanson, yes. I, I bought I bought four shirts. Okay, I'm not saying that he sent it to me for free. I bought four shirts. Yeah. You know, and, uh, support those they, who support you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say who all I gave them to because somebody might be listening. Somebody, I don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. <laughs> but I bought four shirts. I got a couple of extras. I got a couple of koozies. Got some stickers, and uh, I just want to say hey, thanks to Evan. And uh, if you guys want a really cool shirt, uh, hit them up fast and left. Hit them up on Instagram. They've just got a new shipment in, so they've got all the colors. And the white one is my favorite with the little Jeep. Well, I got to tell you, my feelings hurt because I I didn't get one of those shirts. So I guess I'll just have to buy my own. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I bought four of them. I'm buying. I'm I'm definitely going to get one of those Jeep shirts. Those are awesome. I love it. Um, Get them while you can, dude. Yeah, and uh, they do some really cool shit, like design-wise and and all that. So uh, they're doing some really cool stuff for Carver, too, on the the Happy Trails front. I've seen that. So what what you got? Do you know what the little Jeep is from? Yeah, it's like Popeye, right? How the heck did you know that? Come on, dude. I'm like old school, kind of. Old, that's from like the 1930s or 1940s. Yeah, that's when I was in my uh, teenager. You, yeah, you are you are old. I I'm an old soul, bro. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So my dad called me up. Yeah. After I, I I took his shirt, put it in his car. T- uh, it was on his steering wheel, and so he texted me right away. And uh, then when he got home and showed my stepmom Danette, she she said Jeep. Yeah. Well, it blew my dad away because it's actually from Jeep's Motorcycle Club in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. But it's using the little Jeep dude from Popeye. I didn't know. I, I mean, I remember, I thought the little figure was from a, a cartoon, but I just couldn't remember it's from Popeye. So The more you know. Little, I learned some stuff today. That's good stuff. Now I, can, now I can sleep peacefully. That's awesome. Hey, Carter. Hey. Did you see the other big news this week? The other big news this week. There was a couple things, right? And another... Another couple things, right? Right? Yeah. Yet yesterday, Turner Racing, uh, American Flat Track put out a press release saying Turner Racing is teamed up with American Honda, the riders Henry Wiles, Cole Zabala, and Trevor Bruner. So those three riders, which we kind of caught wind of a while back, and we also heard Brian Bigelow is a part of that team. He's not in the press release, but uh, as my understanding, that he'll be the team manager. Good stuff, man. Then, yeah, they're uh, they're making some big moves in the off season. Saw parts of that Turner Racing team in uh, Callahan for the Winter Throwdown. They were pretty fast out there, so man, it'd be cool to see how they go in twenty twenty one for sure. Absolutely. And the other one is we kind of got a sneak peek of a press release that's supposed to be out on Friday. Usually, AFT drops all the press releases after we put out the podcast. So if if you haven't seen it yet, sorry. Not sorry, but we heard <laughs> Waters Auto Body Race Team has picked up two new riders. This Did is you hear a about this? yeah, this is a big deal, dude. It's not just two uh, two new riders. Well, it I don't know anything about one of the riders, so maybe we that's a future uh, future guest. Uh, 
And then uh, one we've, we, Aiden Roos Evans, is, uh, who we've talked to, is 16-year-old rider. So that'll be cool. And uh, so the, the big part for me is the tie to, to the Canadian side of a, a flat track. Uh, one of the, the other rider, uh, Hunter, is, is Canadian. Hunter Bauer is a Canadian rider. I don't know much about the kid either. He's young. They said he's really fast. I yeah. uh, can't wait to see what happens. You know, I I, I don't know if he's going to move to the States for the season and maybe stay with Waters because you, you won't be able to go back and forth across the border as yeah. of right now. Yeah. So yeah. he maybe has a residence here in the United States. That might be how he's getting around it. They've also teamed up with NKR, a Canadian team. And the big news to me about this press release, they got support from KTM. Absolutely, and man. That's the huge. Waters Auto Body, yeah, the Waters Auto Body team's been doing it on their own for a long time. Yeah. Now to get support from KTM, that's huge. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, we're gonna uh, hopefully get Rhonda and Dave on the horn here soon. Talk to maybe even Chris Fillmore talk about it a little bit. A uh, lot of cool stuff already happened for 2021. I um, mean, I'm sure there's there's more press releases to come too. So hopefully we'll get sneak peeks at those too, so we can include them each week for you guys. Um, well, do you want to get into this week's episode or what? I sure do. Do you have anything else? I do not. Well, so this is actually a second installment of a series of episodes we're doing related to awesome women. Um, we've done like a whole badass women in motorcycle racing before, but this is more like mothers and wives of flat trackers. Uh, we talked to Amber, Texter, and Nicole uh, Mies for the first installment of this a couple weeks ago. I think it might have been right around Christmas. And uh, this is one we've been wanting to dial in, but we, we got a couple in between there uh, in in the meantime. But uh, but this is an interesting one, man. And I really look forward to this one because I know nothing about either one of these women. Um, but it seems like they have a lot in common. Well, I, I know both of them, yeah. actually. And I race with both of their husbands. Okay. You know, I've, I've stayed at one of their houses okay um you know i think what what's really cool about this episode is it shows you how tight the flat track community and the flat track family is so i think we need to just get right into it uh we're talking to dd cop and we're talking to Kristen daniels so of course dd is joe's wife and cody cop's mom and Kristen daniels is nick's wife and the 2020 aft singles champ dallas daniels mom So we're doing a Wives and Mothers of Flat Tractor series. This is the second episode, and joining us on the podcast today is Dallas Daniels' mom. That's Kristen Daniels and Cody Cop's mom, which is Dee Dee Cop. Ladies, how are you doing? Great. Doing good. Thanks, Scotty. All right. Well, it's been a little while since I've seen both of you. Did you guys have a good uh, Christmas and Happy New Year? Absolutely. We had a great Christmas in Florida. A little different for us this year, but we really enjoyed it. Florida, Florida. Hold, hold on. Who's talking first? Who said Florida? <laughs> That's me, Scotty Dee. Yeah, our family got a chance to do a little different Christmas this year. Instead of spending Christmas in the snow, we spent Christmas in the sunshine. All right. Well, I didn't get invited. I mean, I, I, I used to have a number 43 also. I thought you loved me, but, you know, whatever. Always love you, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Always family. All right, good. So, so, Kristen, what about you? Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? It was a really great holiday one of the few that we've actually spent christmas day at home all together um wow. so i really really enjoyed it That's yeah cool. it was it was That's perfect awesome so we wanted to have both of you on because from what i know of you it seems like you both have a lot in common i mean you guys are both married 
to guys that held national numbers. Uh, you have sons that have pretty successful amateur careers and just getting beginning in their professional careers in the sport. But the focus this episode isn't about those guys. We've already dedicated whole episodes to both of them. This episode is all about you two, so let's get into it. Um, let's start. Let's start with Didi. We know Joe is from Micah, Washington, but where are you from? I am actually from Micah, Washington, as well. Joe and I grew up about uh, two miles apart from each other. Wow, was it love at first sight, or, or what? You know, how did how did that go down? <laughs> we actually uh, went to high school together. Uh, grew up in the same neighborhood, and um, let's just say we were friends before we decided to date so that was always a good thing to be friends first right yeah absolutely if you're friends first and you know you're gonna be friends for for life i guess uh and i also want to say happy uh anniversary i won't say how many years i know it starts with a two but happy anniversary last week hey thanks scotty yeah it's been right. it's been awesome it's been it's been yeah. a journey for sure i'm sure it is we'll get in more details here in just a second Kristen, was uh same story for you did you did you grow up in the same town as nick and and fall in love or friends first or how, what about your story well, actually, we grew up, we're about two two hours apart. Um, so Nick grew up in Basalto, Illinois, and I am um, from here in Mattoon, Illinois. So I met Nick when I was in college. I was at, actually, getting ready to graduate from SIU in Carbondale. Mm-hmm. And Nick was racing. And, of course, do you, do you remember Josh Butler? Yep, sure do. Uh, 30, number 34, right? I think so. I want to say 34, okay. 36. I can't remember. But anyway, um, so yeah, so they raced together and Josh is from my hometown. Um, we went to school together and so they became friends. And so when I would come home, sometimes on the weekends, we would, you know, go out with some girls, whatever. And I ran into a lot of my old guy friends from high school and there was Nick. So I met him actually at a bar in Mattoon called Spanky's. And, um, yeah, we just really, like, we became friends and kind of hung out and went to some races with everybody, and we just kind of, you know, from then on just kind of hooked up, and that's that. <laughs> right on. That's cool. So, yeah. so Dee Dee, growing up in a small town like that, were you into motorcycles before you met Joe, or was that after you got, you know, got together with Joe? Uh, kind of a funny story, Scotty. My dad actually raced motorcycles as well. He did some cross-country, so I grew up motorcycles in the household um and so joe and i just kind of i guess being in the neighborhood a lot of kids rode motorcycles and uh just kind of i guess that kind of evolved from there just watching him go to some cross-country races a couple girlfriends and i would go and watch him and his cousins race at some of the local cross countries and um so i really didn't have a huge background in the motorcycle world but of course did know a little bit about it just that's something my dad was into, and I was more the horse girl, so I was the one horsepower. So it interested <laughs> me, but it was just kind of fun just to watch them. Okay, all right. So, Kristen, you met you mentioned your friends with Josh Butler. So, were you into the motorcycles before you met Nick? Absolutely not. I was very new to the racing world. <laughs> I mean, I'd seen a race or two, but that's really it. So, no, this was like a whole new ball game for me. Actually, right. I was like a baseball girl, you know, like I went to lots of baseball games and that type of thing. No races. All right. So, so, yeah. so, so Kristen, so you had no, no idea what you're getting into when you started dating a racer, right? You had no idea what was going on. Not at all. 
Oh, goodness. I think I want to say I was blinded. How's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely blindsided by it, for sure, Scotty. It was an eye-opener. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's an eye-opener, so in a good way or a bad way? Oh, absolutely a good way, I'd say. Uh, it was it was definitely a lot of fun, a lot of adventure, um, a lot of exciting people over the years, for sure. But yeah. when I was first introduced to it, it was a lot of excitement, just watching the guys out there, you know, ripping it up, and they'd come back on a cross-country race just filthy, dirty, and smile from ear to ear after they beat their bodies <laughs> for, like, a three-hour course. And I was like, <laughs> right. what is this about, you know? So yeah, it, yeah. it was fun. I just always okay. the love of the sport, I think. Yeah, you got you. Get, you definitely have to love the man to deal with him, and of course the sport in general. So, uh, Dee Dee, at what point did you know Joe was the guy for you? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think just that he was always truly just who he is, just very kind and and just the guy that just really. That's a that's funny to try to sit and think about that question. Um, just a real. <laughs> real good man i want to say uh mm-hmm. he just very respectful very down to earth and just always a good friend to me like he just always had my back growing up we had a really good history so i guess maybe the the one day i think that really sparked my interest and was like whoa this is a totally different joe than i used to know as just a friend and decided that he was the one was he took me to lunch one day and we started talking about life and it just was, he was more about life and, and being a good person compared to people that I'd dated in the past, I guess. Oh, that is so cool. Uh, Kristen, that's a tough one to follow, but it, was there a specific <laughs> moment like that with you and Nick or did you guys just start dating or, uh, or how'd you, how'd you know to pick him or how'd, how'd he know to pick you, I guess? Well, I would say, you know, Nick and I actually, when we met, I would say we were probably engaged. It's hard to remember back to some of this stuff, but we actually got engaged super fast. So I would say it was probably within like six months or so that we got engaged, but we waited, you know, about close to two years by the time we got married. Um, Nick was very different from anyone I have ever dated. Um, You know, like you said, it seemed like all my boyfriends before were like baseball guys or, you know, whatever. And we, you know, I don't know, did the party and stage and that type of stuff through college and everything was just really different. But when I met Nick, you know, he's more adventurous. He was into bikes. He was more of, I don't know if you want to really call him a daredevil because I don't know that that's what he is, but he was just night and day from everybody else I dated. So I don't know. I, um, we just had a ton of fun together, um, you know, hanging out with friends, doing the motorcycle races. Like once I, you know, learned more about that and um, became part of that, it was, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. So, I mean, even just the sound, the smell, you know, everything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's definitely my best friend. That's for sure. Awesome. So oh. Dee, how, how long did you travel with Joe? Uh, like, went right right from the get-go did you travel with joe to the races or did you stay at home or you know how did how did you guys decide to work that out oh boy uh when we very first started traveling together kind of a funny story but i um joe was getting ready to take off for the circuit and of course when what that means when you live out west was he was leaving for at least 45 days for the first jaunt out to 
out to Florida to go start Daytona Bike Week, right? And I had a full-time job working for an insurance company. And boy, if my boss ever heard this now, he'd laugh because it was just like this. He he would kill me still today. But I, you know, I thought, okay, we were so in love and I was going to follow him to the end of the earth. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he had to leave. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, am I really going to let him leave for 45 days before I see him again? Because, you know, plane tickets then were outrageously expensive. And we were working on a really tight budget. I mean, I don't remember what we were making back then, but it was pennies on the dollar, right? And it was just very right. little. And I honestly remember having just barely a couple hundred dollars in my bank account. And I went to work that day, and he was going to leave by noon. And I went to work that morning, and I went to my boss, and I said, I can't do this anymore. I have to, I have to go try something new. I'm going to go out for this adventure, and we're going to take off. So I quit my job, and I didn't wow. even tell Joe. And I showed up, showed up at the shop where he was loading up a motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, I said, well, I packed my bags and quit my job and I'm with you. And I think he looked at me and his jaw hit the floor because he's like, how the heck am I going to pay for us both to go racing? <laughs> and I'm glad you're coming, but oh my gosh, you really seriously quit your job. I'm like, yep, let's go. So we took off across the United States and we went racetrack to racetrack to make enough ends meet to once in a while, probably once a week, we could get a hotel room. And the rest of the time we lived in a van. Yeah, and we showered yep. at truck stops, and we just went, you know, day to day basically. And we ate a lot of top ramen, and we stayed with some friends. We met a lot of great people over the years. And um, as the years went on, and things, you know, went our way, and won some races, and made a little extra cash, we were able to to go to more and more races together. And uh, I think after the first couple years of doing that. I went back home and had a job again at another insurance agency. They were nice enough to hire me at another one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell them my story about quitting at the last minute and leaving them high and dry, which was kind of a bad thing. Yeah. But love will do funny things to you, right? Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> we just put our heads together and tried really hard to make things work. And I would now and then fly to a race when I couldn't, you know, couldn't be on the road with him full time. And, um, I guess in 2000, when we got married, whoops, I just told you how long we've been married now. Whoops. Um, (laughs) I decided that it was, my mom actually told me, she said, you need to be with your husband because if you're not, someone else will be. And that has always stuck with me, Scotty. So to me, it was like, hey, we are doing this together. This is what we've, you know, decided to do as a, a livelihood. And then, of course, the rest is history. Went to as many races as I could go to. And, of course, family things kind of took me away from some of them. But I tried to be as at as many as I could. And, of course, on the road, we have our road family. And that was awesome. And I didn't want to miss any of it. That's amazing. I love that story. Kristen, uh, when you and Nick were dating and then and then first getting married, uh, was it the same for you? Did you have to try to work a job and then try to fly to the races? Or did you, did you go with Nick to a lot of them? I don't remember you at a lot of the yeah. races like... As as a rookie pro, I guess when I was racing Nick a lot, I don't remember seeing you at the races a lot. I mean, I knew you were there. I I knew I'd see you sometimes, but I don't remember you there at every race. Right. So I think you know, obviously, well, my story is a little bit different too because you know, I feel like from what I remember, you know, Nick and I we met in 1998. We were married in 2000, also. So um, it wasn't his career, you know, like it wasn't what he did to make a living. So he worked a full-time job and I would say his was almost more of a hobby, would Mm -hmm. you say, I guess. 
Right. And, um, so, you know, from what I remember when we were first together, it wasn't just dirt track. It was a lot of supermoto. It was a lot of road racing. Um, it was everywhere. And yes, I would go to as much as I could. Um, I actually just worked part-time at the time, um, up until actually, well, when we met, because I ended up moving to Edwardsville, um, when we got, well, actually right before we got married and got a part-time mm-hmm. job there. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I would go as much as I could. And I mean, I remember the same, like sleeping in the van all the time. I mean, it, I can remember camping out and putting mosquito nets at the, you know, the end of the van so that <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't get eaten by mosquitoes, fires at night, you know, <laughs> all those same kind of things. I think every racer family has those stories. It's funny to listen to, but Um, Yeah, so I think it was a little bit different for me just because we did all of that. And like I said, it wasn't his career. It was more of a hobby. So um, I did go to as much as I could. Um, And then, of course, when, you know, I got pregnant, that that did make it harder. But I still remember sleeping in vans, you know, nine months pregnant and wheeling two kids around and things like that. Um, Yeah, so so I don't know. It's all it's just so crazy. It seems right. like so long, though. It's even hard to remember some of that. So Right? I think it's all that race gas we smelled, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? It's so full of I don't know. I keep saying I have COVID brain because I'm like, I can't even remember what day it is anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Unless I'm at a racetrack, I have no idea what day it is. Uh, you just mentioned being pregnant and having kids. So, uh, Kristen, I'll start with you first. When, when you were pregnant and... Did you and Nick talk about if you had a kid, would you let him race? Did you want him to race? Or did you guys even have that conversation? Oh, yeah. Okay, so funny story. Like, I remember actually, um, gosh, I remember being pregnant, too, and trying to, like, you know, know it's, it's due date time, having Nick take me for rides and those kind of things. And, you know, not that we knew our kid would race, but, you know, we hoped he'd ride and we'd hope that that would happen. Um, but I can remember, oh my gosh, it was so funny. Dallas, after he was born, he was probably, I don't even know, four months old, maybe. I mean, maybe not even that, like not even old enough to hold up his head. And I remember being at work and Nick coming in and he had his brand new PW50 in the back of the vehicle, you know, (laughs) ready for Dallas to to start riding and racing. And so we have Uh all these pictures of him, you know, holding up on it and, and that type of thing. So, I mean, and Dallas just, I mean, he loved motorcycles. And sometimes I really think, you know, like, you know, they hear everything that's going on. It's like you talk to your baby, you, you know, do those things. So imagine like you're pregnant and you're at the motorcycle track and all the baby hears is motorcycles all the time. So how are they not going to like it? You know, like that's what yep. I think. But okay. um, yeah, so, I mean, and even with Reese, I mean, it was the same way. I mean, I can remember being pregnant with Reese. And, you know, having to take Dallas for rides before he was even old enough to ride. You know, I'd be <laughs> nine months pregnant, you know, yeah. with little Dallas in the front riding around the front yard. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I think we, we hoped he would, he would definitely take a liking to it, which obviously he did. And right. so, yeah, right. good stuff. So, so Dee Dee, a while back, and I don't remember what year it was, but I, uh, I stopped at your house and I was actually married at the time and we stayed at your house and, 
Cody was just little bitty, and I don't, I don't remember how little, but he, because he's, I talked to him about this the last time I saw him or something, and he, he didn't remember me say at your house, but I, I don't remember him being that really much into motorcycles. I know you guys had that miniature Springfield short track and TT down at the bottom of the hill, but he said he liked riding on it, but I don't think he was that into racing then. Um, did you know he was going to be a racer? <laughs> no, actually, I think what we were hoping for was he was going to be a bass pro fisherman because he loved to fish. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he always, of course, just just like Dallas, you know, grew up in the womb, basically hearing hearing motorcycles and and smelling race gas. And so I kind of think, like like Kristen says, it's, it was kind of in his genetic makeup, maybe. But uh, I think really Joe and I always were, you know, Joe would sign an autograph with Cody sitting next to him when people come up and say, "Is your son race?" Oh no, he rides a little bit, but he loves to fish. There you so go. never really thought that that's where he was really ever going to head. And I don't know when I finally woke up and, and said, <laughs> oh, wow, he's a racer. But one day, maybe last year, I'm not sure, because it feels like I can't believe it's really happening, maybe. Uh, he just wow. he always, always watched Joe from when he was really, really little. Um, I can't remember, maybe two years old, and he could pick him out on the mile track and be like, where's your daddy? And he'd point out there and be like, oh, my gosh, he knows that's Joe. He totally would figure it out. And, so cool. Just always had that eye for it, but I just really never thought he was going to go down the same road. And I guess maybe part of me hoped he wouldn't just because of the, the life that sometimes it is. Not that it's mm -hmm. bad. It's, it's an awesome life, but it's also a scary life, as we all know. And kind of just felt like, wow, he's really, you know, really wanting to go down this road. And just, um, I guess, maybe to the last couple years of all the amateur nationals he's been to and a lot of the fun we've had with the families doing that, I just see that he really is taking a loving for it yeah it's 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 obvious he, he yeah he definitely loves it that's for sure you can see it in his face uh dd i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up with that question uh what was tougher joe was a full-time racer for many years you know from when you guys got together until well not that long ago when he retired but what was tougher dealing with with dad during his career or the kid coming up in, in the amateur races for sure, watching your kid race is probably way harder than watching my husband race. I would definitely say that. But what's funny is now I've watched them both race each other a couple of times here in not too recent past. <laughs> uh -huh. And yeah. and it's kind of funny because I, I watch, you know, watch from the sidelines and then I hear myself rooting for both of them. And then I'm like, wait a second, I find myself watching Cody more than I watch Joe. And just like maybe last <laughs> weekend it was, or not last weekend, weekend prior when I seen mm -hmm you know, Joe get passed in the last lap. And I was like, dang, I was really rooting for him. But then I'm thinking, oh, wait, that gives Cody a little bit better chance. <laughs> so it's hard. Definitely a hard place to be. I, I wish Joe would just finally retire. But, man, that guy still wants to keep riding motorcycles. I don't think he'll ever quit. I, I, I still think he can make main events right now. I mean, I think he's still just as salty as he was back in the day before he retired, man. So, so, you call so it salty, I call it sassy. <laughs> okay, sassy, salty, whatever. I, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he should go for that hooligan champ. But I know you you guys have a lot on your plate, and I don't want to throw another another uh, carrot out there to dangle in front of him. But uh, Kristen, uh, was it harder for you to watch Nick on the track, or is it harder for you to watch Dallas on the track, or or is it not hard at all? Um, no, I would say definitely. If you're talking about watching and the way you feel watching the you know, them race. I definitely say your kid. I mean, I agree with Dee Dee there. Um, but I will have to say, you know, if you look at it a little bit differently, um, 
it's also, I think, much harder with Nick racing because it was so hard um, on our family life and um, our relationship. So, you know, depending on how you look at it. Okay. Um, it was, I mean, we, we went through a lot of tough times. And, you know, there's a lot of people, which I don't know if people really know much about, you know, Nick and I are not, but, you know, we did get married in 2000 and we actually divorced in 2010. Um, and we were apart for, gosh, I think it was close to three years and then got back together. And so, um, I don't know, kind of, and I'm not saying racing was part of that. I don't, I don't mean that at all. I mean, it was a small part of it, I think, just because mm -hmm. of the distance and us not knowing how to keep our relationship tight and our family life tight. Um, so we've learned a lot over the years. Um, so when you look at it, you know, from a different angle, I definitely say Nick. Okay. I get it. You, you know, yeah. the, the, re the relationships are, are not easy for sure, especially when one's gone all the time or your, your, your husband and your son are gone all the time. And right. you know, I know it's not easy and it's a huge part of the reason we, we want to have the women on, uh, on, on our podcast to explain the other side of the story. You know, all, all the race fan sees is that racer out there giving his all, but behind the scenes, there's women like you two that help keep things going. And not only as wives, but also as mothers now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, great times and bad times, you know, it's kind of what makes the world go round, I guess. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the sport, 100%. the last, percent. The last few years, the sport's grown a ton here recently, right as your sons are going pro and Dallas has been pro for a year. So um, we'll start with you, Kristen, because Dallas just won his first you know, pro championship. What's it been like uh -huh. for you to watch this whole process as the sport is growing? We're on TV now. We have live streaming. What's it been like for you as a mom to watch what the sport's doing? Oh, my gosh. It's honestly, it has been unbelievable. Um I don't know. I'm just, I'm so proud of him. And it's just so 100% different coming into the AFT from doing the amateur stuff. Like, so, you know, this is new for me and, you know, um, just, I don't know, just everything from social media to the teams and how they interact and watching Nick work and Dallas's daily life and, you know, all those, all those things. I mean, it's just been I feel like a dream come true for all of us. You oh, know, he's worked cool. so hard and has wanted this so bad. I mean, I can remember just even as a little guy, you know, him saying, I want to beat all Scotty Parker's records. You know, that was like the one thing he'd always say. And, you yep. know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to watch how he's grown and how much, I mean, it literally consumes his life. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I really, really, really love it. Yeah. Good. Yep. I love that too. Uh, Didi, it's a little bit different for you as Cody's just getting ready to start his first full season. Uh, what's it been like? Um, and what are your expectations for Cody in his first season? Mm. Wow. I, I, first off, I want to touch on what Kristen said, if I could just for a second, I think she hit the nail on the head. It is such an, an honor to be part of such a cool sport and just the camaraderie of the people and to see your family, you know, be able to do it together. So my hat's off to to Nick and Kristen and what they've done with their family for sure because they've done such an awesome job of getting it all together and keeping it together because it is not easy for sure. I mean, for people on the outside to look in and say, wow, it looks like all glory. Well, it's definitely not just a glory trail, that's for sure. Oh, sure. So it's a lot of hard work. 
a lot of hard work. Absolutely. But um, for going forward for Cody, yeah, it's super exciting. The amateur career was, gosh, it was a blur, to be honest, mm-hmm. Scotty. It just went by so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, something, you know, I've always heard is don't wish your life away because 100 years goes faster than you think. And, man, it sure has gone zipping by watching Cody go from, you know, a 50 up to an 85 to a 250. And I, I swear he was on a 250 for one night, and then, boom, he's on a 450. It just right. went so fast. and. A lot yeah. of, of great times we've had and some wonderful people, great sponsors that have come on board. Looking forward to seeing, you know, how he does for this career, you know, his new pro career starting up here just in, what, eight weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, not too far down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, having a lot of fun, and, and I think that's the big key for us as a family is just to go out and have fun and, and enjoy the sport. Um, so we know 2020 was a little bit different. You guys – Got to go to some of the races, didn't get to go inside the pits in some of the races. Uh, Didi, we'll start with you. Do you plan on going to all the Grand Nationals this year? I am going to try to get to as many as I possibly can, Scotty. Um, for us, we kind of have to split and conquer a little bit. My mm-hmm. goal is to get to just as many as I possibly can. But Carly is also doing some horse showing this year. So we kind of have a split schedule. So if it, you know, conflict of interest, if she's got to be somewhere and he's got to be somewhere, Joe probably is not a very um, good mechanic on the horse, so I, and I know for a fact I can't spin <laughs> wrenches on Cody's motorcycle, so we're going to have to go opposite directions. I got gotcha. you. We'll get into that, the, the horse riding and the horsepower here in just a second. But, Kristen, are you planning on going to as many races? I think I saw you at almost all the races that you could get into last year. Yes, I know. I sat in the stands a lot last year, which was mm-hmm. tough, but at least I could be there. Um, yes, I actually – plan to be at most of them i think you know if the schedule ends up staying the same um i don't think we'll make it to new york and i don't think we'll make it to california but other than that like you have no idea how excited i am about this schedule with so many in illinois yeah i am just beyond excited about it so right. yeah you are so lucky you don't have to travel far <laughs> i know i love it it's it's really great so exciting. Well, well, well Christy, kind of sure. just, Christy, just touched on that just a little bit. Uh, is there one particular race that you are looking forward to the most? Um, you know what? I hate that they're not doing Springfield TT. That's my favorite. Um, but Peoria, definitely. I am super, super excited to watch um, Dallas and Henry race together at Peoria. Um, and actually, the other one was the, is it Atlanta, the Super TT? Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Was that what it was? I'm yep. actually really excited for that one, too. And the coin. I am excited for the coin mile, too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. A lot, a lot of them, you know, new. Some are coming back on the schedule. Didi, same question for you. Is there one particular race that you are most excited about that maybe you think Cody might win at? Or is it is it for another reason? Or do you have one that you're really looking forward to? I would say Peoria as well. Peoria has my heart, Scotty. It was like one of my favorite all-time venues to ever go to. I'm glad to see that back on the schedule for sure. There's so many great memories there, and I love to see the fact that Cody's going to be able to go there and and do some racing there. Um, My second probably would be Lima, seeing that they're going to be able to go to Lima, uh, Cushion Mm -hmm. Track. Love to see that. That's always been one of my my all-time favorites too. So a couple of those. I don't know. I think I'm excited for all of them really. 
Yeah, I bet. I got to follow yeah. up with that. Uh, a question for you, Didi. Um, you know, at the Amateur Nationals, we had to move the last couple of rounds to Ashland, or we added a round at Ashland, and Cody was so stoked because he loves the cushion tracks. There's no cushion tracks in Micah, Washington, so where does that love for cushion come from? And did you did you teach him that, or did Joe teach him that, or, or you know, where does that come from? Oh, for sure it was me. <laughs> you make me laugh. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what it comes from, to be honest. I think just he's always enjoyed the cushion tracks. And whenever he gets on one, he always feels really comfortable and is able to move around the track a lot. So I really, I couldn't tell you where it really comes from. Maybe it's just osmosis. He learned it from Joe because that was one of Joe's favorites was Lima and yeah. anything with any kind of traction like that. He loved to be able to move all over the track. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's a good okay. question. I'll have to ask him that someday. All right. All right, I like it. So both of your sons aren't the only talented children in the family. Uh, other other thing that you both have in common is you have daughters that are, are busy in other disciplines. Uh, we'll start with Carly because we, we mentioned mentioned the horses a little bit, and you know both are dependent on horsepower. But that you know there's just one horsepower in what she's doing. Uh, what kind of horses? I know she's got some showing horses. We talked to her, or I talked to her a little bit at the amateur nationals. But what all does she do with the horses? Well, Carly has always had a passion for animals, and uh, I guess the horse thing came, came from me because I had the horse love before when, I guess, be, even before Joe. So we were fortunate enough to have horses in our backyard the whole time the kids were growing up, and she really developed a passion for that. So she um, now is into the sport of reining. Um, it's okay. a really fun discipline to watch where they do some fun spins and run down and 100 miles an hour and stop real big, and it's kind of fun to, to watch. Um, Cody's sitting here trying to talk to me at the same time. You got to quit that. You got to cut this out. <laughs> he walked in, he's, and of course, he gave me his phone. So now he's trying to tell me what I'm not supposed to say. Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Carly has a total passion for the horses, and I love that for her. So it gives her her own, I guess, her own identity, which I'm really happy for that. And we do as much as we can out in the horse world. So coming down to Florida, we brought her horse with us. And uh, she's getting to wow. ride probably four or five days a week, and that's a fun thing for her. It gives her her own time. That is cool. Uh, how many events do you think she'll get to do in 2021, or do you guys have a schedule out yet? Uh, we don't really have an exact plan. Um, of course, living in the motorcycle world, we're kind of always wondering where we're going to be next. So mm -hmm. for Carly, we're going to do an event here just in two weeks in uh, Perry, Georgia is her first event. And then after that, she has one in Florida. And then from there on, just kind of depending on where we end up, she's got a couple up in Montana and in Idaho and in Washington. Um, cool. COVID bearing if we're able to keep moving ahead in, in the horse world as much as like this, the motorcycle world, if they keep the states open, we're able to do that. So that's kind of our plan right now. So she may do six or seven events this year. That's awesome. I love it. So let's talk to uh, Kristen Reese. Uh, used to be Dallas's team manager when 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 they were really little. Did did uh, she just kind of figure she she was done with that, or did he grow kind of out of that deal, or or or, or did she kind of help out still? Um, no, she doesn't really do a whole lot now. But we always tell her, you know, she needs to take over the social media part of it. Uh -huh. Um. But no, I think, you know, remember back in the day when she was always even selling bracelets and she was making stuff and selling things out of duct tape and selling, <laughs> you know, little koozies or whatever. And she was always definitely the, the one in charge. Um, but no, I think she kind of grew out of that. I got gotcha. so so, kind of, She got older. She, you know, came into her own and 
had her own thing she wanted to do. So, yeah. So, and dance, like, I mean, she did. Sorry, go ahead. That's what I was getting ready to say. It looks like she's really into dance. Is she still competing yeah. or does she just do it for fun? No. Well, she actually um, dances for the high school here in, okay. you know, her that's the local high school. So, um, but with COVID, they have not done anything this year. It's been awful. Um, oh. They had a couple of practices at the beginning of the year. And actually, I just got a message today that they're going to start back next week. So typically they compete like the month of December through February. Um, so yeah, they haven't done anything. It has been awful. Um, nothing is going on around here. Like Man, nothing. That's, that's so, horrible. It is. It's, it's so horrible. Wow. So, so hopefully, hopefully she'll get back into that, you know, next weekend they'll, they'll at least get to practice hopefully a few times a week to get her up and out of the house. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. so both of you are really, really busy. Um, Didi, I'll start with you. How do you balance and find time for everything? I know you're an avid runner also that throws a whole nother element out there. Both kids are full, you know, full time doing stuff. Um, are you homeschooling and how do you find time for, for yourself? Didi, do, do you make a certain time to, to take care of things for you? How does it all work out? Mm, I pray a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess for me right now, I really just focus on what's best for the kids at the time and try to, you know, do whatever it is for the day for them. I'm just super thankful we started the online school program. We did that before the whole COVID thing hit back in January last year, before it mm -hmm. kind of got to be a big deal. And uh, when Joe and I decided we were going to take this adventure and, and head to Florida for a couple months and it was a little scary, actually, to be honest, it was a little, a little scary for me to, take the kids out of what we knew and everything that was familiar and put them in an online school and see how it was going to work. And, um, Cody took off, you know, just hits the door running and just never looked back. And it worked out really great for him. Wasn't the same story for Carly. It was a little tougher. Um, her and I, you know, butted heads quite a few times over trying to do that. So we spent a lot of time working on how we were going to keep making this work. I mean, it was definitely tough, but, um, got through the first, you know, six weeks of it. It was kind of a, a learning curve, I'll say that for sure. And just spent time with the kids trying to get them up and running. And whenever I could sneak away for a run for a little bit of sweat therapy, that was that was my goal, I guess, is to my saving grace. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So I don't know. I just try to put in where we can to just do things as a family. I guess that's one of our big goals is when we're down here is to go have some fun and take a take a day and go maybe mountain biking or go to the ocean. If we can go walk on the beach for a little bit or go see something new, but just trying to, trying to keep it fun and keep it real. That's awesome. Kristen, I'm pretty sure I saw, did I see Dallas's senior picture? Is that what I saw not too long ago online? Yeah. Yep. Oh my, oh my gosh. I, I can't believe he's a senior. Are you, are you homeschooling him or is he going to, is he doing online classes or how's that going? So Dallas actually his I uh, trying to think his freshman year or maybe right after his freshman year, he started an online program through our local high school. So they actually have a program that is set up for students who like it was geared more towards students who maybe emotionally couldn't sit through class or maybe um, maybe they failed a class and they had to go back in and make it up or, you know, something like that. 
and as the years have gone on, um, they've kind of, I don't know, created this program for people like Dallas. So the year before Dallas um, started this, they actually had a kid at our high school that was doing um, music production. Mm-hmm. So he would travel back and forth to Chicago. And so they were kind of telling us about this. And so we looked into it and it was perfect. So he literally will graduate with his class. Um, awesome. Everybody, yeah, he'll graduate with his class and um, he doesn't actually have to go into school at all. Um, when he's home once in a while, you know, he'll go maybe check in um, at the school, but he keeps in complete contact with his um, one teacher that he's got who kind of, you know, puts everything out there for him to do, like read, take tests, whatever. So, I mean, we have just been blessed in that department. So it's, 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 I mean, it's just great. So he's in Florida, you, you know, now all winter and he logs on, does his work and he does it at his own pace. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, 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 yeah. I, you know, that, that wasn't around when I was going to school. I mean, no. I had to come back and go to school and go, go try to race and do all that stuff. So these kids, oh. uh, they're, they're, they're both doing great. Uh, I'm so proud of both of the kids. Uh, before we both let you go, um, I, I got to know, without getting in too much trouble, we'll start with Didi. Uh, we've never had a mom on before, so I need some dirt. I need something embarrassing about Cody. Can you tell me anything embarrassing? Oh. <laughs> as he sits here in front of me um <laughs> boy you know if you asked his sister that she'd have a whole list that she'd want to get some dirt on it yeah. but uh yeah, i don't know I'd, I'd, say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say one is he's got a relative heart most people oh that's perfect he, that that's sweet yeah. I, I love cody he uh, might not Chris... act like it's a bunch of you guys because he <laughs> might want to say oh i'm a jokester all the time but he's got a tender heart Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Kristen, you guys think you want to share about Dallas that maybe we don't know or an embarrassing moment? Oh my gosh. I really, I really don't know. I mean, the only thing that I can think of that comes to mind is amateur racing Springfield. I don't know if it was the TT or the short track when he got locked in the porta potty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, it's, this is a hard one. I really am not quite sure. That's all good. <laughs> Well, well, both of, both of you two have some super fast kid kids that that are awesome people. Not only as awesome racers, but they're awesome kids. They're both very respectful. They're both very respected in the pit area. You two should be very proud. Uh, before we let you go, uh, Dee Dee, do you want to say thanks to anybody? We do this to our riders and to our mechanics and people. Uh, but Dee Dee, is there anybody you want to say thanks to? Gosh, Scotty, everybody. First off, to you for having us on. It's fun to have a new show and something to you know, for the the fans and everybody to hear something different. I love that. And you're doing a great job for the sport. So thanks to that. Thank um, you. Well, you know, big thing is just to shout out. Thanks to, to Cody for being so coachable and his dad for being so awesome at, at coaching him. Boy, that's a father son relationship that, you know, I just, I totally am happy for that. And it just, it yeah. really warms my heart to have that. Uh, I also want to thank Carly just for being so supportive of her brother and, really working hard to make everything happen for her as well. Cause she puts in a lot of effort behind the scenes to just be supportive of, of what Cody's trying to do. Other people in our lives that just have really done over and beyond and above is a lot of our family back home in Washington that support us. Um, George latest that has supported us through Joe's whole career and now Cody's career. I mean, wow, what a, what an awesome man he's been and, and really just a, a family person also now in our life, you know? So thankful to him. 
uh, Daryl Jones and Jeannie Jones, they've been a big sponsor and friends in our family for years now. They were part of Joe's career in the early, early days before he ever really went anywhere. So that was awesome. And they're still part of Cody's program now. They own Cody's Hondas this year. So awesome to have people like that. Just longtime sponsors, longtime friends. Just great fans out there. So just thankful for all that and just makes it so much fun for us to be out here on the road and be part of everybody's life. I gotcha. That's great. Uh, Kristen, uh, for you also, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Yeah. Um, and I agree right there with DD too. I mean, thank you to you guys. And, um, you know, Nick and Dallas, they have an unbelievable father son bond that if they didn't have, I don't, think we would be anywhere where we're at right now so I mean that's an amazing thing Reese Cup for sure because she has given up so much as I know Carly has too you know they these girls give up so much um, family time and things they want to do to support their brothers and um, all of our parents have helped out tremendously over the years and um, gosh Tim Estenson for sure I mean he is a godsend. He and his wife, Tracy, are just um, unbelievable people. I'm so blessed that we're part of that. Um, Tommy Hayden, James Hart, Dallas's mechanic. Um, gosh, I mean, so many people. And, and like Dee Dee said, too, I mean, past sponsors, I mean, that have really gotten us to this point. There's so many, I can't even name them all. But, you know, the friends that we've met um, along the way, um, just so, so many people were, were so blessed to be where we are and to have the people in our lives that are that are helping us and have helped us. So thank you to all of them. Awesome. Well, you know, those boys are amazing, and I hope they both have a great 21 season. And uh, thanks to both of you for coming on our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Oh, thanks. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> awesome. I'll tell you what, dude, that one's up there. Yeah, you know, by wa- I get the privilege of looking at you throughout the episode and watching your reaction and listening to, not listening to, I guess maybe watching your comments when you were typing me while we're doing that interview, I could tell you really like that one. Yeah, dude, I mean, you know me, I'm all about the real. Um, and I don't know, there's just some moments during that interview I got chills, and it was so real, and, like, I don't know, in this one interview, it captured, like, so much, like, the the family dynamic, right, the dedication to the craft, to flat track, and and, and the family dynamic is just so cool to to hear this whole damn interview. I was was eating it. I was like, "Ah, give me more. You you know, to, to quit a job, to go on the road with someone, to commit that, you know, like they said, the first road trip for, for... Didi and Joe was at least 45 days. That's because they live in Spokane, Washington. They go, they drive all the way down, and I'm talking drive because they had the bikes in their van. Oh yeah, not a big rig, not a transporter. They didn't get to fly down there. This is back when when it was a little bit different. A lot of people would show up in a van. That's how I race. We always drove a van, a cargo van, to all the races. Um, so to drive all the way to Daytona and then stay gone for 45 days, you know, catch as many races as possible, stay with as many friends as possible just to save money. You know, if you're not winning or running up front, you're not making enough money to pay for the hotels. So you sleep in the van. You sleep, you know, I've, I've slept on picnic tables at a, at a, at a rest area. I've slept on picnic tables at, 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 a, at a playground or a fairgrounds or anything like that just 
just to just to get by just to do this you know just to live this dream we all had as racers you know just it's just until you experience it and hearing it from them you know we we can hear from racers all the time but from their wives who have to put up with it and they're not even the ones racing that to me is dedication that to me shows how much they're in love with their spouses yeah and it, it, it was a cool episode absolutely and we were we chatted a little bit after we got you know done with the interview and uh, I, I was telling them i was sitting next to uh to joe during the the tire test down in volusia uh you know at the end of the last year and we were talking about you know possibly doing the, the episode with nicole and, and, and amber and he and he was just like yeah man they just they give up so much to to let us do what we love and i was like well you better tell Dee we're calling her next so um right. it was and, awesome and man i love that that interview for sure we know that they miss things and and but what i liked about it too carter is they both have daughters that are into things also and they Absolutely. spend time with their daughters making sure their daughters aren't overlooked or overshadowed by their successful brothers and both of their daughters are doing their own thing it sounds like they're successful and 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 living a good life too. Yep, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, cool to talk to them too. You know, at the, at the point of their sons' careers too, as they're both kind of yeah. getting into it. Um, so, yeah. uh, well, I'm sure it'll be interesting to talk to them in, in, in about ten years from now. You remember when we talked on Off the Groove and blah blah blah? Yeah. Um, just kind of yeah. see uh, how that went, how that their careers have gone, because I'm sure th- those guys are going to win a lot of races here in the next few years. So. Um, pretty cool, man. I, I always love to do it. Love to talk to anybody and everybody in the flat track community. And that's kind of a cool perspective we haven't really been able to bring with this new series. So I kind of dig it. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. I really like that one. It's a good idea to have the people behind the scenes in the forefront for at least for this episode. So, uh, man, it was a good episode. I had a good time. What do you got going on this weekend? Nothing. You're going to rearrange your office again? No, um, office is uh, rearranged. I may get into purchasing some lighting. Uh, I got some big yeah. things on the uh, um, on personal front. I'm gonna kind of get Bold City Entertainment, my whole LLC, going. Yeah. So you may you may start to see that to the point where it gets annoying here in the next couple months. But uh, no, yeah, bear with me. Yeah, I'm gonna finally. Uh, yeah. I've had an LLC for two years and I haven't really done much to get it off the ground. But um, that's kind of yeah. been my that's kind of be my focus here for the next month. And uh, got some interesting things we're thinking about doing. Um, more to come, Can't hopefully wait. here soon. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, we're talking about maybe doing a new T-shirt pretty soon. Yes, uh, we need a new been T-shirt. Your idea. Yeah, we need a new T-shirt. Um, we'll if see anybody's, about that. Anybody's got ideas, throw them out there. I mean, we're literally doing this for the fans. So if you guys have a, a T-shirt idea that you want to see, um, yep. maybe I mean maybe it's what we do. We throw up, have people do some ideas and then vote on it. Who knows? Um, yeah. But we definitely need to get a T-shirt out there this year. Um, one just because I need a new T-shirt. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, right um, what else, dude? Guess, Nothing. Is it it? Guess what I'm. Guess what I'm doing. Oh, that's right. What are you doing? Sorry, I do love you. What are you doing this weekend, Scotty? This weekend, the Arena Cross Series is coming right up the road, about forty miles, maybe thirty miles away, 30, 45 minutes away, to the Lazy E Arena, which is the world's largest arena floor. There's no concrete in the middle, so it doesn't sound like it's a big deal. But like, if you go to a Supercross. They bring in plastic, they bring in plywood, then they start bringing in the dirt. At a lot of the arenas we go to, it's the same way because they're there for basketball or ice hockey, something like this. Well, this arena is the longest 
uh, biggest arena floor that we go to, and it's the it was at one point the world's largest arena floor. I don't know if it's still considered that, but the racing there is phenomenal. The tracks are always amazing. They usually have a pro line that's got a a, a, a double jump. It's probably about 80 foot. Where is this again? Guthrie, Oklahoma. Come see us this weekend in Guthrie, Oklahoma, on the world's largest arena floor. It's arena cross racing by the seat. Wait, wait. You pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. You sound like uh, a It sounded horrible. That was like, like the worst. Hulk Hogan and, and Randy Savage. <laughs> Macho man. Anyway, we so I'm doing a Sorry. rain across Friday and Saturday here, and then I'll have a weekend off. So that's pretty. I'm I'm excited. It's my third weekend in a row with the Kicker Arena Cross Series. Yeah, been fun so far. Can't wait. Can't wait. I love it. Cool, dude. That'll be yeah. good. Um, you're getting a couple right. of those in before we uh, get back to racing, huh? Uh, there are five weekends. I'm gonna miss one because uh, the Amarillo weekend is the same weekend I'll be in Savannah. But they added one that's gonna be like a Supercross race down in Tampa. They just put that out today on their uh, social media. So I'll be in Tampa at the end of February. And Might Chris, come hang out with you. Kristen Beat is in for all those as well? Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yep. I may, uh, took, if you want you to, dude. Bed away. You took my bed away. Otherwise, no. I'd come stay with you. The bed, I just swapped the rooms, bro. The bed's in the other room. You're good. Um, the other bed was more comfortable, by the way. Well, there was, we'll have both of them. And I actually got a topper for the other one. You're great. You're good. You're golden, pony a boy. Yeah. yeah, a bed, a mattress topper. It's like okay. three inches of memory foam, and it's like, it's like clouds. Oh my gosh, you and your toys. Um, but seriously, you're stopping here on the front end or the back end of that. Stay here we'll through see. Savannah, bro. We'll, we'll do. See. We got talk it. We got talk it over. We got a lot of shit we need to figure out. So yeah, we do. We do. Last time. A I lot of poop. <laughs> Last time I was coming down there, I got uh, postponed. So uh, we ain't worried about yeah. all that. We ain't worried about all that now. We good, son. Right. Um, Sounds good. Want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Thanks to all of our listeners. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you folks that listen. We appreciate all the comments. Everybody that reaches out to us with uh, all the comments, man. We totally like it. Uh, keep it going, and we'll keep doing our thing here on Off the Groove. Later. Peace.
Welcome to Scotty's Junk. Yeah, we're back. Oh hi. Hey buddy. What's up? We're uh, we're back for another episode of Scotty's Junk. Do you, do you like it, this thing? Have you been getting any like feedback on Scotty's? Have you been getting really. any feedback on your junk, Scotty? Uh, 